Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hometown Conversations. My name is Roman. And I'm Jill. So it's been a while since we've done one of these, just ourselves, just the two of us. Yeah. So today is going to be somewhat of a free-flowing conversation, but we want to dive into a couple areas, too, that we think are fairly important. So while you're listening to the episode or after it's done, we'd like to hear from you, too. So make sure to drop some comments on the Facebook page or on our Twitter account, wherever, um, because I think we're going to talk about a couple of topics today, and we're, you know... You know, it's already been a busy summer, but what's been your favorite part so far? Favorite part of summer? It's just, you know, offhanded, it's the ability to just walk outside without stuff, without gloves and hats, (laughs) and right? Um, It's really exciting how exhausted my child is. Mm -hmm. Um, He is shot. He moves his body from sunup till sundown. Uh, We're at the lake a lot. We've gone to the pool in Hutchinson here. Uh, He goes a lot more often than I do with his sitter and daycare and stuff. It's just nice to just be outside. Yeah. And he doesn't really stop moving at all ever. He does not stop moving. (laughs) So, I mean, he's getting the same amount of sleep as when he was in school, but in school he was sitting and obviously recess and, and, Fayette and things like that but now he just go 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 and he doesn't understand why he's so tired I was I was thinking about this as I was driving over here before it started raining today um but I was thinking about this I'm like boy you know in the summer I feel like I am just really active and moving and doing all sorts of things so one thing I think I want to work on for this winter is maintaining that active level right you know it we do some snowshoeing and stuff like that in the winter time and and that's great when it snows right but this past winter wasn't great that way as far as for snowshoeing or cross-country skiing or anything like that and we went through some stretches where it was bitterly cold and it just didn't feel awesome to be outside so it's one of the things i want to work on as we go into you know the winter time that kind of stuff but um so first topic that i want to talk about is water carnival was last week yes it was Uh, what was your favorite part of water carnival you know this was the first year that just to veer off topic into work for a second, this mm-hmm. is the first year that Woodstone sponsored a candidate. And that yeah. was really fun. It was, it was fun. It was fun to get to know her. It was fun to see her interact with our residents. It was fun to go like to dinner with her and meet mm-hmm. her family and get to know her. Um, so I know that's not an activity per se. The parade is always fun, right? Mm-hmm. Running around throwing candy at people. and See, I, somebody forgot to buy another bucket uh, for the hmm. parade. So when I was walking through the parade this year, I, I felt dumb because I was just, I was just walking without throwing kitty. I felt like I was directing everybody. I was telling my dad to keep up with the bus, uh, making sure kids handed out candy to people. Yeah. And stuff like that. So I kind of felt like a conductor of a band yes. out in front. I mean, you disappeared <laughs> for a while. Like, well, see, I'd easy. go into the crowd and hand candy to anyone <laughs> over the age of 50 who, because who wants to bend over or get out of your chair? So right. I'd like personally hand out candy to the people that like, weren't running to steal it from the children. And they were very thankful that they got our candy. So I was right. quite busy. Yeah. The parade's always fun. I, I, I too had a great time uh, with our candidate. I think she, she was awesome. She won Miss Congeniality with yes. uh, Macy Ellis. She was awesome to be around yep. and super friendly. And her parents were awesome. Uh, got to know them a little bit during the, during the week too. So, yep. um, you know, it, it kind of leads into the next thing that I want to talk about, which is, volunteerism and we've had some conversation about that we talked with 
you know, the Commodore and, and the Vice Commodore and, and the group of JCs and stuff like that about just the amount of effort that it takes to put on Water Carnival. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not just them that need people. No. So I think there's, and I don't necessarily have a question formed around this per se, but I, I, I don't know what we have to do and what can we do, I guess, to encourage people to give time back. Because I think there's part of, and I'm feeling this a little bit right now, mm-hmm. is, you know, we kind and I don't want to talk about COVID anymore, but like when we were in that pandemic situation, we didn't have a lot of meetings. So for a year, we just, we, we had meetings, but they may have been via Zoom, but you didn't have to get up and go around. And it was just a very easy on-off kind of switch, right? And now going back in, it feels like we went from zero to 100, like in a day. And I'm just meeting out, if that's a word. No, right? and I've had a lot of conversations with people about this. And there's a general sense of like reevaluating how we spend our time since we sort of had this reset button. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you're right. Like there's a, an area of of mind space that people are in that are like, I don't want to go back to having meetings until seven, eight o'clock every night mm-hmm. after work. And, you know, so it's hard to know kind of how to navigate. Yeah, I think one of our friends brought up the, the idea that there, there are people that are willing to donate time to do stuff, but they don't want to be on committees or they don't want right. to, you know, so they don't want to be in charge of the event, but they'll come and donate time during the event. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's a couple of different areas there yep. that kind of need, cause you know, in, in general, if we look back at it, Water Carnival does not happen. An event like Water Carnival or the Arts and Crafts Festival in Hutchinson, um, the golf tournaments, that kind of stuff that uh, whether it's the Hutchinson Health Foundation puts on or the Chamber of Commerce puts on, all of those things don't happen unless we have people on committees and volunteering to do that. So yeah, this, this not this is not the city of Hutchinson or McLeod County staff making this all happen on a paycheck. These yeah. are volunteers literally doing all of this. I think what one thing came out for me uh, with Water Carnival, and it was a reminder, you know, I've been involved somewhat with Water Carnival um, with photography for the past few years. Um, Not this year, but, you know, for five years prior to that. Um, The one thing that stood out to me, and it was a good reminder this time through, is that it isn't, uh, you don't have to just be a JC to be a volunteer for the event or be on the Water Carnival committee. You can be as old as you as old as you want to, right? <laughs> you can, you can um, be on that, and I think that's good for everybody to get a good reminder of. Absolutely, because if you if we just rely on the JCs to put on a program like that, or we just rely on the Chamber of Commerce and their limited staff to mm-hmm. be able to put on stuff, then those those events go away, mm-hmm. and I don't want to see that happen because I think that's one thing that I've mentioned about Hutchinson in general is that over the years. We've had so many events going on in our community. You can find things to do. You can never be bored in town unless you're not going to anything, right? right? You, you can certainly sit on your chair and, and sit at home and say, there's nothing for me to do in town. You can do that if you want to. It oh, wouldn't yep. be accurate, but <laughs> you, know, you, you can get involved in things. So I, you know, for those that are listening, or you know, I'd like to hear kind of your comments too. What, what do you think is going to drive people to you know, help out in some way? I've yeah, overextended and, myself maybe a little bit in, uh, in t- at times over the last 10 years, um, you know, being involved in too many things at one time. So I can see where that can happen too. So there's a healthy balance, right? There's a healthy balance. Uh, the question I'd like to hear from our listeners is, 
if you've ever thought, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to help out, but I've just never gotten around to it. What's stopping you or what do you need to take the next step? You Mm -hmm. know, like how, if you, if you think you can give two hours a month or six hours a year or something to something Mm -hmm. and you haven't yet, what's stopping you and how do we get you to that next step? Because this is a beautiful community to live in. There are a multitude of ways that you can volunteer about a hundred things that we have never even talked about. And I mean, you're, mm-hmm. you can find an interest if you're, mm-hmm. if you want to help. So like, how do we, how do you get people to take that step and just start? Yeah, I think it's a, it's an excellent question because there's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of people in our, our forties, like I am right now, um, who've been volunteering for 10, 15 years, 20 years, that kind of stuff. And there's a, the next generation of volunteers, some are coming in, but not enough. Mm-hmm. And I, how do we encourage more people to get involved in these things? I, I really just can't stress enough. I would hate to see, it's, it's kind of like the job market somewhat right now. There's a lot of people that are struggling, you know, business-wise to find people. And that's a different conversation probably. But like everybody seems to be struggling with how do we find people? And, and for me, this, this volunteerism thing goes pre-COVID because I remember, oh, absolutely. I remember being part of groups that were like, we just can't find anybody to help, right? Um, the Chamber of Commerce Golf Committee, you know, put on the golf tournament. There's four of us. Right. Right. So, like, we could use more people. Just, right. And maybe it isn't, you know, being on the committee, but day of, it'd be great if we had, you know, seven, eight more people to help put on that event. So, um, I, I just think that it's, I'd be curious what everyone's saying, like you said, how, how do we encourage more people to get involved with stuff? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, when we started talking about today and, um, and how we were going to do this podcast today, um, it was funny because you and I have been talking about this. And when we go all the way back um, to when we first started dating, we had we sat down and asked all these questions, deep questions to each other. It was kind of like going on a date. And you've been talking about how much you've wanted to do that again. Yeah, and we and, keep just running out of time. Life, right? I life mean, happens. Yeah. yeah. So when we started thinking about today, we were like, hmm, exactly what would that look like if that became a podcast? Uh, where we sat down and asked each other questions about us and where we were talking about, um, you know, at the beginning of this podcast about, I'd be interested in hearing your guys' thoughts on this too. You can almost sit down and, and take these questions that we've kind of written down for each other and just say, how would I answer this? Or how would my significant other answer these questions as well? So and ask your significant other. I just think it's, there's so even if you think you know the answer and even if the answer is exactly what you thought it was there is a lot of of power and relationship building that happens when two people sit down one asks a question and completely allows the other one to answer mm-hmm. right i think we get in this mode of being busy and jumping around from topic to topic and kids and things and life and business and bills and all of it and to just take the time for the two of you ask a question and allow the other one to answer. Like I said, even if you know the answer, you might learn something new, but you're just taking time to listen to each other. And there's yeah, a lot of value. You in think that. you might know the answer and then, and then and you then, might not. Then when you ask a question, they answered a different way. You're like, huh? It was, it was kind of funny because we were talking, uh, we had two friends stop in here just before we started this. And mm-hmm. we were explaining how this is going to work and whatever. And they were like, that's fascinating. <laughs> so, I think they were they were personally thinking how they would work through these same type of questions in their scenarios. Right. At the same time, I think they were kind of curious how we were going to answer some of these. So. I think so. so. So you go first. Okay. 
I think it's, I think it's worth you starting. Okay. So, um, kind of just a more basic question, not too personal just okay. yet. How do you like to be cared for when you're ill? Oh, you know, I, I'm probably like any other sad story you've heard about a guy, you know, having a cold, um, <laughs> I'm of the belief that when guys have colds, like we're really sick. Like we can tolerate. <laughs> I can see you. I can see you over there holding your laugh in. Did you relax? <laughs> no, like the last time I was sick, sick, um, I had influenza A and B and it was. Yeah, I that was, is not fun. I was just above like needing to go to the hospital kind of thing. And I was sick sitting downstairs. Mm-hmm. If I'm just not, if I'm just like, oh, I don't feel well, whatever, I'm still going to work. Right. Um, I work in an office setting. I can kind of be away from everybody in my own office. So it's not like I'm going to work sick. But right. I've always kind of felt like when I'm sick, I am legitimately sick. So to answer the question, mm-hmm. how do I like to be cared for? I like to sit in the dark. Yep. <laughs> turn on uh, a movie or two. Maybe get like, I have to figure out a way to get like some chicken noodle soup or tomato soup or something like that and a grilled cheese sandwich and I'm set. Okay. You know, that's kind of, you know, pile on a couple of blankets and I'm pretty much good. But if I've got, you know, like the boys are running around and hollering and all that kind of stuff, that's not going to be conducive to the atmosphere that I'm trying to create. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I understand. <laughs> it's funny because I, I know there's a, there's a friend of ours that's going to be like, the man cold exists and it, there are a bunch of wussies. And I get it because... I've been there too. Well, and sometimes we have to question ourselves. On it's all, here's the thing though. Like it's all relative. I think like, I can't mm-hmm. re- remember the last time I was like sick, like needed to stay home sick and sometimes go ahead and milk it. Stay in bed. <laughs> right. Like we deserve right. that as grown ups to just be big babies. Sometimes that is yeah. okay. That's right. good for our soul in another way. So, right. right. So how about you? It's it. So it's similar. Um, and if my, if my mom listens to this one, I'm probably just recreating <laughs> any illness from my childhood. Any so, illness or any drama? And just, just it's okay. going to be exactly the way my mother took care of me okay. is how I want it done. Perfect. So take notes. All right. I'm, I'm <laughs> jotting call, things call down. Jackie, whatever. Yeah. So if I'm texting really sick, now. yes, texting. Yeah. If I'm really sick, like fever, chills, right? I don't, I don't even need the TV to be on. I need to be in my bed. I need to be dark and quiet. Mm-hmm. I need whomever is taking care of me to check in every hour or two and make sure that I'm drinking something. I will shut down. I will stop eating and I will stop drinking. And just walking in and like setting a glass of water on the bedside table and being like, you should drink this and leaving is not in my brain. I'm going to be like, you don't care if I live or die because I'm going to get into a funky headspace because I don't feel good. Right. (laughs) So you're going to have to be like, Jill, and you have to talk real nicely. <laughs> I need you to sit up and have some water. And I'm going to be like, no. And then you're just going to kindly have me do it anyway, uh-huh. right? If I'm kind of half sick where I can just like be on the couch with my TV shows, and this is where I default to the Golden Girls, just season one, episode one, and just go from there. Mm. And then just fluids, just make sure that I'm drinking because I won't. And then it'll take me four days longer to get better. I'm not good at taking care of myself when yeah. I'm sick. I shut down. Yeah. I don't do very good at like hydrating either. Mm-mm. So that's a problem. Uh, Golden Girls, probably not going to watch that. Sure. But, mm-hmm. um, not that I would be against it because that was a good show back in the day. Yeah, still is. But yeah. 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 So that's me. <laughs> that's kind of your motto or whatever. Okay. So tell me about the family you imagine creating when you were little oh that is such a good question i don't know if i've ever told you this yeah for the longest time 
I was going to be a hairdresser and have 12 children. Yeah. 12. 12. That's 12. A, that's I, a job. I have always loved kids, gravitated mm-hmm. towards kids. Kids are my jam. I think they are the coolest human beings <laughs> on the face of the earth. And I'll tell you why. And I maybe just explained this to you the other day. Because, excuse my language, when kids are a-holes, their brains are still developing. Mm-hmm. They are trying to figure out how to navigate their world. And when they have tantrums or are jerks or mouth off, they are trying to figure out the world and how to regulate themselves. Mm-hmm. When adults do it, they're just making a choice, right? So it's yeah. a lot easier for me to be um, good with kids. So anyway, I veered off course for a second there. As I got older, I always, I mean, my dream would have been two kids, mm-hmm. a boy first and then a girl. I don't know why that was just always what I wanted. And, um, I mean, I could, I could do an entire separate podcast on why I only have one child, Mm -hmm. but he is my blessing. And now we will merge and we will have three boys running around the house. And that is absolutely perfect as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, when I, when I first uh, thought about this question, I was like, this makes sense to ask, to ask you this because we've had this conversation about families and that kind of stuff. I didn't, for me, it wasn't like when I was like 12 years old, I was like, this is what I want to have. Like that isn't, I don't think that's how I was, I don't say want to say programmed, but that isn't how I thought, mm-hmm. right? I kind of figured, you know, someday, I mean, shoot, I didn't get, I didn't start dating anybody until I think it was 16 or 17 years old. So like the thought of like being with somebody else didn't like process as a, sure, at a young absolutely. age, right? So you just, we threw the baseball and football around in the yard with my mom and that was about it, right? Yep. So um, the, the family dynamic and thinking about that wasn't necessarily at the forefront of my head. Um, as you get older and you start like dating people and stuff like that, you start thinking about what it could look like. I kind of figured it would be two to three kids, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, f- I figured there might be a mixture of boy-girl there. I didn't care. Sure. Right? Now at this point, I'm like, this is ideal. Got a couple of dudes. They're, they're super fun. Sam's coming into the mix now and he's fun. <laughs> so like there's, there's going to be three boys, like you said, and it's going to be just fun, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, I didn't really have a construct of what it was supposed to be when I was younger. I just kind of rolled with the punches and whatever it was, it was. I'm curious. And, and obviously this is a generalization, so it's not going to apply to everybody, but mm-hmm. I'm curious if that's a male female difference. It could be. I don't know. You know, obviously, I'm not a psychology major or anything like that. I don't even pretend to be one after staying at a Holiday Inn Express last night. But <laughs> <laughs> nice. no, I don't. I don't know if that's because I, I. I don't. I don't know if that's true necessarily because I think I've run into some friends over the years that are like, no, this is what I was hoping to have, or, yeah. or you know. So, and I, I've I run into girls like, too who are like, I really, I really never even thought about having a family mm-hmm. until I got into like my mid to late twenties. And then it started to dawn on me. Maybe it's something I want. So maybe it's not a male, female thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I would say no. Yeah. In general. But I think there's obviously there's a majority that probably think the same way. Sure. So I don't know. Yeah. So describe if any ways in which our relationship has changed you. Oh, uh, great question. Um, I think that it is nice to to be with somebody that cares, mm-hmm. like shows it. Um, there's a there's an, a a bit of the word I'm looking for is confidence. I suppose. Okay. Alexa just told me that my lunch hour is over in the back here. That's awesome. I learned 
notifications seem to be a thing with us here on this podcast. Maybe I'm one day we'll do a it. whole podcast on notifications. I think I think I'm going to pull all this out to the lake, and then we'll be away from everything, and we can just record it there, and it'll be fine. Um, no, but there's a confidence level um, that I think our relationship has brought to me mm-hmm. um, that I didn't necessarily have before. You know, you add, you make it a point to tell me on a regular basis how much you believe in me and how much you, you know, uh, believe in what we're doing and all that kind of stuff as far as like, you know, work and this podcast and all those kinds of Mm -hmm. things. So um, you've been a very positive influence in me from that standpoint. So I think it's raised my confidence level um, in the belief in myself. So I I have, and we talked about a few podcasts ago that I've always kind of had this, you know, when I'm sitting there and we've talked about this with like photography and stuff like that, when I've taken photos of other people, mm-hmm. I'll go back and look at it a week later. I'm like, Oh, what a horrible job, Roman. It, we can't believe you did that. Right. And everybody else loves them and they just kind of move on with life. And yeah. I ponder about it for like six months. Sure. And you've been able to kind of help me move past that and say, no, you're, you do a good job, whatever. So oh, okay. that's kind of how I feel, uh, what you've brought. What do you think about it? I'm scared so, to ask. Oh no, not at all. <laughs> so, I, I'm going to say a phrase and people are going to be like, really, Jill, you like, you need to like, I feel like you've given me my voice in some regard. And that mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that I haven't been able to stand up for myself in the past. And that doesn't mean that I don't use my voice a lot. I'm a talker. I'm outgoing. You have somehow, um, you know, other than like my, my parents have somehow given me the confidence or the knowledge or the belief that if something is bothering me, you actually, not only is it okay, but you want to know. I have, I, I, I've never been in a romantic relationship with anybody where, um, it's always been incredibly, incredibly difficult for me Mm -hmm. to say when something is bothering me. And I don't think the, in all fairness, the other person does not know how difficult it is for me to say it. Mm -hmm. And then when I do say it, and it might seem minor to the other person, but I like literally muster all the strength in the universe to say what's bothering me. And then they're kind of like poo poo it. And I, I, and it's okay. I get it because I haven't expressed myself well, but with you, when something is bothering me, my knee-jerk reaction is to be like, suck it up, Jill. Don't say anything. And then instantly, my brain is like, no, 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 not with him. If it's bothering you, say it. Mm-hmm. And then you listen and you respond. And you and this is like huge for me because it gives me like a sense of longevity and permanency that mm-hmm. I didn't even fully realize was missing before. Mm. I feel taken care of. And that's... Like my emotions matter. That's what I mean by taking care of. So mm-hmm. that's what you've given me, and it's a really, it's a really nice feeling. I've not I've never felt that way before. Oh, so how about that? Go. Nice job. Oh, I feel feel much better. See here, you're just raising my confidence level again, right? <laughs> so I've had this thought for a while. Uh, this actually just came up um, when we were on the historic Hutch tour. Mm-hmm. The the miss or the what was it called the missing oh, the, the underground uh, the underground something or other yeah it was a great tour i loved uh, it we got into all sorts of places and got to look around old buildings in hutch and it was yep. fun um and there were there was a scent that hit my brain and i went oh yeah that brings me back to this so when was the last time you, a scent like a smell reminded you of a childhood memory what is that oh i suppose there have been 
things, you know, or sometimes you'll smell something and it'll bring you back, but you can't quite place it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have a very vivid answer to this question. So it might not be the most recent time it happened. So when I was seven, my mom married my stepdad, Gene. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gene is a wonderful, wonderful man, amazing stepdad, but he has allergies to a lot of things. And so evidently, I, I did not know this, nor did I need to, my mom wore a perfume up when I was a child and then stopped wearing it when she married Jean. Fine. Mm. Never thought a thing of it. It didn't even phase me. Nothing I thought about at the time until I was maybe in my, I don't know, maybe in my twenties and my mom and I were walking through a department store and she stopped and she grabbed a bottle of perfume and she said, Hey, smell this. And I smelled it. And I had the most overwhelming wave of emotion. Like I wanted to laugh and cry and sit down. Like I kind of got weak all over. It was a really intense emotion. And I was like, what is that? And she was like, she kind of laughed. She's like, why? I'm like, what is that smell? What is that smell and why do I know that smell? And she's like, well, how does it make you feel? I'm like, it makes me feel kind of euphoric, like really happy and nostalgic. And I can't really explain my emotions right now. And she's like, well, this was the perfume I wore when you were up, when you were mm-hmm. born up until the time I married Jean. So it's this smell that I associated with my mom for those really formative years, but had no memory of it until I smelled it again in my 20s. And I was hmm. blown away at the emotional um, connection I had with that smell. Very positive. I have an excellent mother who, you know, just, she's just an excellent mom. Um, and, but it was a very overwhelming experience and mm-hmm. it was really cool. I was like, holy cow, like that was stored deep in my memory bank somewhere and you just yanked out all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Um, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I seem to remember like, you know, there's, there's a lot of nut come, fresh cut grasses, one, just being around sure. the baseball field, stuff like that, when, uh, growing up and playing t-ball and stuff like that, right? So that's some of it. Um, the, the musty smell that we smelled in the basement of yes. one of those buildings was, um, over, it reminded me of an old house that we used to live in when I was a kid. Yep. Um, it had somewhat of that similar uh, smell that we had dehumidifiers running all the time, right? right. So Re- like, th- that smell reminded me of my grandparents' house yeah, so going I, in their basement. I, yeah. I, that one was kind of there, but one that really is something for me is the smell of fresh rain on the ground, yeah. um, and specifically when it hits black tar. Okay. I'm not sure why, but it has always been there. Like riding, I remember riding my bike as a kid in the rain, uh, you know, when I was probably like seven, eight years old, something like that, maybe mm-hmm. six, um, riding on the roads in the city of Wasika when I lived there. And it just brings me back to a, a moment in time riding my bike through the rain yep. um, when I was a young kid. So that the fact that it rained this weekend for mm-hmm. the first time oh, in forever um, really kind of took me back right away. Yeah. And it snapped and it's really echoey yeah, in this room. Echoey. So that was a fun snap. It's was. fun. I kind of like the smell memories where you can't really associate it with anything specific. Right. You just know it means something to you. And, mm-hmm. and those, I think those are cool. I have that with songs too. Yes. We'll oh, good Lord. Yeah, I could talk about an hour for songs. Okay, so not I'm not trying to be negative. I just thought this was a great question. Oh, here we go. What are the deal breakers that would make you reconsider our relationship? Deal breakers. Huh. That's and then just reconsider. Doesn't mean like it's over now. Just what would what are things that would make you reconsider our relationship? Hmm. I don't know. Like I, I guess I haven't put a lot of thought into that necessarily. I think 
if if we were you know, like there's too much partying going on or yep. you know um if you were like aggressive towards people like in yeah. a negative way and stuff like that um i suppose those would be it because and you're not that at all but you know if you're not friendly to people that's a yep. problem i agree uh, for me i i believe in our friend bo's uh mantra of kindness yeah. um wins out over everything um and you know that's that's a challenge sometimes for people and i i would say that Sometimes I have a hard time being happy all the time and, and that kind of stuff too. Um, but I always, I hope that people feel like I'm treating them at least fairly or with kindness too. So, you know, if, yeah, you, if you weren't doing that, I would hope not. No. I would hope not. Um, so I think that would be probably a deal breaker. And like if partying too much stuff like that, if you get, you know, people going out and drinking every night and all that kind of stuff. Like that, oh, I agree. You know, that's, that's just a hard Nah, I think I got to move on from that. Yeah, right? I agree. So I agree. I'd like your answer. That's a hard question to answer because um, I, I mean, I don't see a lot of red, a lot. I don't see any red flags in right. our relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do I think that we'll probably eventually have a good fight about something? I suppose. We I keep suppose saying we're going to because it's, it's just bound to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is really healthy to argue, but as far as like deal breakers, I think I love your answer, right? If you were aggressive, mean, or drank too much or partied in general too much, that would, those would be like, I don't know. I don't know. I'd talk to you about it first, but there are certain things you can't change about people. Now that I really know you and we're in, I just think a lot of people jump to really obvious answers. Like if you cheated on me and I don't like to have like hard, fast rules, not giving you a free pass, (laughs) just saying, I don't like, I don't like hard, fast rules, but I think things that dismantle trust. And I think those things can be really little things, right? Like Mm -hmm. you like, don't anybody think he's done this, but like, if you're like, well, I'm going to go work out and I find out you're out drinking with friends. Just tell me what you're doing, right? Like even those little things, which over time can just mm-hmm. break away at the trust of just believing what the other person is saying, that would start to become problematic for me. And I, yeah. and I don't know, I wouldn't necessarily know how to fix it. I have no evidence that I have right. any reason not to trust you, but that would right. be bothersome to me because yeah. that's important to me. Totally. So then I'm going to take this on a, uh, maybe a much more positive thought. Okay, good. Um, what was your favorite date that we've ever been on? Oh. That's a good... Because, you know, we and the reason this is an interesting question is because we had to be creative last year. Yep. Um, you know, with the pandemic going and restaurants not being open all the time and, you know, having to find ways around things. Yep. Um, it, it certainly added a layer of, I don't want to say difficulty, just interest. Mm-hmm. I have a couple. So we went to the North Shore last summer. Was that going to be your answer? <laughs> um, and it, the whole, I, it felt like the whole thing was just one big date, right? I mean, we hiked and we had lunch and we talked. And it's like, those are really good memories for me. I, honestly, these, these cards that we ask each other, one of the very first times we did that, I think we did it like three or four times kind of towards the beginning of our relationship, Mm-hmm. Those are like really vivid and powerful mm-hmm. memories. And then, oh, I'm just trying to think if there's any, 
I hate to sound so cheesy. I just literally love it every time we hang out. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that can't literally be my answer. Every time we're together is my favorite date. <laughs> so I'm just going to leave it at what I said and let you go. Okay. All right. So I I have two that um, are, I could say three, but I'm going to go with the two. Um, so, yes, the, the trip up north on the North Shore was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did so many cool things uh, on that trip, whether it was going to a brewery to try something new or we stopped at that little restaurant uh, next to a waterfall yeah. and had, I think I tried something new. It was a flatbed pizza that had um, All pineapple of- and teriyaki. I mean, it was, a, it, it was, was awesome. Chicken and yeah. Yeah. It was an incredible thing. And I was out on an edge that, that, that time. I'm like, that's not something that's core to me as far as eating goes. Right. But that whole trip was just fun. We did a lot of things, hiking and all that kind of stuff. But those little moments in there were a lot of fun. The other one that I was going to mention um, that I that I immediately thought of second uh, was we went hiking in Redwood Falls. We, yes. We drove down to Redwood. Um, we brought the hammocks with us. Oh, what a um, great day. And we spent the day hiking uh, around the park, which is uh, Ramsey Park in, in uh, Redwood Falls it is an awesome, awesome experience Amazing. if you can go. Yep. Um, head down there, hike the trails. Like 99% of them are all concrete and be ready for the hills, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so there's hills, but it's good hiking. It's good like hiking, terrain. right? Yeah, it's fun. And then uh, we got down by the river and we threw up some hammocks and we literally hung out over the top of the, the river for, I don't know, two hours, something like that. Yeah. Then we hit up the Dairy King and came home. And it was great. I think we drove back to the cabin at that point. So it was a great day to just kind of hang out and just, and we just talked the whole time and, and got to know each other even more and stuff. Like it was just fun. Yeah. As you were talking, another one popped into my head. We, I don't know, we had plans to hang out for the evening, but there was nothing set in stone. And you called me and you were like, hey, do you feel like being adventurous? And yeah. I was like, what, what? Yeah, what? And you're like, okay, well, I'll pick you up at six or whatever time. And I had no other context. And I was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? <laughs> and I think everybody knows this roundabout argument of like, well, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, we could go out for right. eat. Where do you want to go? I don't know. And you picked me up and you had the roof and the doors off your Jeep. And I had not experienced that yet. Mm-hmm. And we drove to Peppermint yeah, Patty just a, or Twist or whatever yeah, Peppermint it's called. Peppermint Twist and Delano. <laughs> and, and it was just, it was you, I didn't have to make one decision and it was just like this little adventure and off we went. And again, we just talked and drove around and looked at things like Mm -hmm. old people do. And it was (laughs) wonderful. (laughs) Come on, we're still in our twenties. Give us some credit. Is it your turn? I think think it's it's my turn. turn. What is your favorite way to receive affection? Uh, hugs and that kind of stuff, that physical touch stuff. Yep. Um, you know, we were driving, I, I think I told you this yesterday when we were coming back from Lake, we were driving back and you know, I had, I put my hand on your knee and, and then you just kind of put your hand on the back of my neck and just rub just a little bit. And all of that goosebumps through the whole thing. So <laughs> it's all, it's all that physical touch stuff. Just the little touches that show that you care and that, you know, uh, yep. you love me and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's the same for me. I think we've talked about love languages before and we're both yeah. definitely, um, the physical touch. Uh, so the hugs, when we see each other mm-hmm. and just when we're passing by each other, just like we mm-hmm. just always manage like our hands brush or you touch my back or mm-hmm. that hand on the small of my back, right? For women, <laughs> I don't know if it's all women or just me, but that's awesome. Um, and then I think the other way that you show me a lot of affection is um, 
by checking in with me, right? And if, if I'm quiet or a little mm-hmm. distant or seem stressed, you'll ask me if I'm okay. And I, you know, that I think that's a way of receiving affection. Um, that's also really positive mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I, this one's just a, I think it's a moment thing. Which love song best describes our relationship? Oh my goodness. <laughs> And I know I knew this one might be a little tougher for you. Well, because we have like songs that kind of hit at benchmarks of our mm-hmm. of our relationship. Um, and I'm also like, so two things to know about me: if I could replace all the song lyrics in my head with useful knowledge, I p- could probably oh, take over the world. Absolutely. But the names of songs and who sings them. It, I I don't I don't own that information on any yeah. level, but there's a country song about um, things that go together well, right? Mm-hmm. So like football games on Friday nights and yeah. coffee in the morning, even though we both hate coffee, so that part always makes me <laughs> chuckle. There's just all the like the little. It's just these little things in life that just go together really well, and that song always makes me smile because I just feel like. Jill and Roman just makes sense. It just goes together well. It mm-hmm. just makes everything like it's you and me. It's just better. So I don't know. Right now, that would be my answer. Right? How about you? Uh, my answer is that um, any of the songs that we have on our Spotify playlist, any of them, um, and there, how many are there now? Like, oh, there's a lot. But I, the thing that about that is like one of the things early on in our relationship is that um, we would each hear a song that would like speak to us for whatever moment. Like you said, there's mm-hmm. just that marker in in kind of the timeline, whatever. Yep. And you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to send that one to her. And there were times I was, you know, driving and hear a song, pull over, text it to you. Yep. And you'd immediately add that to your playlist. Yep. And so we both have playlists that we uh, have. We should probably share those with each other. That'd be easier, right? Yeah. Um, but any one of the songs that are in there and, you know, I'll, I'll post a couple in the comments after we post this thing Perfect. so people know the kinds of songs that we're talking about here and i so. can't remember which one of us said it first but i think i was like uh, i felt all cheesy but i was like well i have a playlist of like yeah. the songs you've sent me you're like so do i and i'm yeah. like woo! <laughs> yay we're both doing it both on the same same page with this one yeah music plays a very very strong um uh role in my life just in all sorts of things whether it's getting pumped up to do something or um you it's there's just music just speaks to me in a different way yeah me too my turn yeah i think so when was the last time our relationship pushed you outside of your comfort zone Hmm. that's fascinating to think about i think when it when it comes to us you've encouraged me to try new foods yes so that's part of it we've joked that we should start a cooking show and force me to try some things that i've never eaten before Mm -hmm. um i I still think that should be a possibility i don't know how many people would watch it but i would laugh i would love it and our children are super excited about it yeah they are they keep asking about it so at some point i just don't want to (laughs) go i don't want to like i'm scared to cook things from scratch again because the last time we did that i had to make like three runs to the store and um, there was some drama around how much it was like how it was being kneaded together or yep. mixed and together. The proper I'm ways like, to measure and yeah, you're yeah. not supposed to pack it down, which is what I was taught when I was. So there's there was just a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that I was apparently not doing right, and the kids made sure that I was aware that I was well, doing yes. things wrong. So <laughs> kids love to let us know when yes, we are not do. doing things. Correctly. Yes, they do. Um, for me. 
I don't know. Everything about us is really easy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like for me, I think, so I have been, um, single for until we started dating six years Right. And, um, my son's dad lives in Hutchinson, very involved in his life. So I don't mm-hmm. always love the term single mom. Right? right. Cause it's not like I'm doing it on my own. Right. Right. Yeah. And no, he's super active. Sam's dad is great and very active yep. in his life, but, but I'm one income in my house. I'm when Sam is with me, it's just me. Right. And I very much got into the routine that I was just going to focus on Sam and my job and everything was fine. And I didn't, I didn't look for a relationship. I never went on dating apps. I didn't, I was really not interested in it at all. It felt like too much of a job. It felt like getting invested and it would just be the wrong person anyway. And just all the ick that comes along with it. And so, I mean, you definitely changed my opinion on like, you've pushed me outside of my comfort zone as to what I thought the next several years of my life would be, Mm -hmm. which was just, alone with lots of friends and totally okay, but Mm -hmm. not disrupting my life and not, you know, moving and (laughs) things like that, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think it's outside of my comfort zone in a really, really good way, right? That I think it's really important for all of us to remember that sometimes change, although sticky and weird and uncomfortable and hard is really, really good. Mm -hmm. And you know, even when you, sometimes you go into change, assuming it's going to be bad. And then you're like, oh, there was a silver lining. And this is the kind of change that I'm going into knowing it's going to be good and just plowing through all my kind of my mental barriers about it. So, yeah. Yeah. So what's one thing that you'd like to get better at over the next year? You know, I would really like to get better at like not keeping things around that I don't need anymore. I have a problem with like clutter and I think that causes mental clutter for me Mm -hmm. too. And I think like, like I'm at the point now, for instance, with my desk at work where I have a stack of things that if I'm in just the right mood, I'll go through it and put nine tenths of it in the shredder. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't I do that when I was done with it the first time? Why did it have to become a stack that needed six months to just percolate and Mm -hmm. sit there? And I haven't looked at it since, but now I can throw it away because I'm certain I won't need it. I need to become better at letting go of some of those things right away. And then as we merge and, and Sam and I move in at the end of the summer, Mm -hmm. my sister has this philosophy that I very much like that if there isn't a spot for it, you either don't need it or you need to get rid of something so that it has a spot Mm -hmm. so that if everything has a spot, um, you know, then theoretically (laughs) you can kind of keep your space organized or you can get there more easily. So when we merge, I really am going to try to be very conscious of where things go and not making piles of things thinking I'll put that away sometime. No, what is its spot? And if there doesn't, if there isn't a spot and we really need it, then what needs to go to make room for it? Like that's, yeah. I really want to focus on that. Yeah. I, tr- I started doing that a couple of years ago, two, three years ago. Um, just very simply turning the hangers around in my closet. Yep. And if they hadn't been turned around in a year, then they got donated. Yep. Um, so it started there and then it kind of wandered into a couple of different areas. And I started looking at things. I'm like, if you haven't used this in two years, what's the point? Right. So I, I really tried to do that and I, I don't want to say became minimalistic, but I certainly ramped down the amount of things that I had. Absolutely. Um, so at least I tried. Um, so, and that's, that's something that when I started thinking about it has stayed there. 
and just trying to keep that in mind because I, I my desk can get uh, kind of aggressive and it is at home right now too. It's just trying to move things out and and determine what needs to be there and what doesn't. So right. I totally understand that. Uh, the one thing I'd like to get better at in, in the next year is just consistency with movement. And we talked about that at the very beginning sure. of, of this podcast that I wanted to keep moving and 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 being more active in the in the winter as well as the summers. You know, summer I, I don't think I have too much of a problem because I'm doing this project and that project and I'm walking and, and doing this, that and the other thing and riding bike and kayaking and all that kind of stuff, which yeah. We didn't even talk about the oh kayak trip gosh, that we took. Gosh, we took such an amazing kayak trip a couple weekends ago. That was fun. That was fun. We went with a bunch of friends from town, and we had our own little kayak club. Nobody knew that there was going to be as many rapids as there were, except for me and what I had told you about heading right. into it. So, And a couple of you tipped over your canoes. Oh, you know, and- it's the first time I've ever fallen out of my kayak in the 10 years kayaking. that I've owned the thing. Um, and I just hit, I, I saw every rock except for the last one. And yeah. I went over into neck deep water and... Just and there, it was, and I, I don't mean to tease. There's nothing dangerous about it, right? It was no. very. It was just one of those things where, like, oh God, there's a rock, and <laughs> I can't quite recon, you know, reconfigure myself. Yeah, in my time, my kayak is fairly long compared to what most are probably going down the river, so they're easier to move and maneuver when they're smaller. Yep, mine's just meant for like long long trips, right. so it doesn't have. It's very straight. Um, so when it comes time to turn, you really got to be moving. Yeah, but it was um, ten, almost didn't. 10 miles. It was a gorgeous day. It was great. Had a great, great group of people from Hutchinson yep. went. A lot of fun. I'm hoping the river levels come back up around here so we yep. can do it around here again. But anyway, that's my th- my goal for this next year is to be a little bit more active and consistent that way. All right. One, one last question from me, and then I think you have one last question. Yep. What makes me different from the other people you've been with? Great question, because I think everybody brings something to the table, Absolutely. right? I mean, you Absolutely. learn something from everybody, and and uh, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus at all. I just think that one thing that, uh, like I mentioned earlier, one thing that you bring to me is just the confidence to be who I am. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't necessarily feel like that was, it's not a slam against anybody else. It's just, that's what you do for me. Yeah. And it's funny for me to hear you say that, because, you know, you're when you answered you sort of answered this question earlier, but you're like, you make a point to tell me X, Y, and Z. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, oh, I didn't know I was making a point of it. I just really firmly believe the things I say to you. Like, I really mm-hmm. do think you are a phenomenal human being. Mm-hmm. And I really do think you're a great dad and funny. and Right? So I'm like, oh, am I making a point? I, I suppose just by saying it out loud and well, making that effort. It's always been hard for me to take compliments my entire life. Yep. I, I, and I told you this, like going all the way back to when I was singing in high school or in the plays and stuff like that, um, people would come up and say, great job, whatever. And I'd have no idea how to respond. Yep. I mean, I'd be like, eh, thanks, you know, kind of like just self-depreciating, whatever, like it's not that good, whatever. I thought it was being humble, but really what it was was really instead of just saying thanks and moving on, it affected my ability to accept compliments for a long time. So yeah. um, that's one thing that you've been working on with me about, not intentionally, just well, by the things. sometimes a little bit. Maybe, but, yeah, but you, haven't, yeah. you, haven't made, you haven't told me it's a point. But like that's something I've told you that you've done a good job with me is, is just saying, you, no, you are a good dad or you, yep. you know, you're doing the X, Y, Z really well. Um, that's just helpful for me to truly believe that it is. Sure. So I don't know. Yeah. I agree with you. Like this is, I like this question. Um, and every relationship I've had has, I have learned from it and grown from it and learned how to love differently and better. 
you there's a, there's literally a million answers for this, mm-hmm. but I think you have done something for me that I don't know if any other human being in general relationship or like romantic relationship or otherwise just being in your physical presence relaxes me and relieves my stress in ways that I didn't, I didn't like, I don't even understand it. Like there's some weird, like physiological something from just Mm -hmm. being around you. And it's, it's not, you know, it's because of who you are and how much I love you that you have this effect on me, Mm -hmm. but I can let go of stress that I didn't even know I was carrying just by sitting next to you. Um, and so I think you just bring a sense of safety and security and kindness and yeah, I don't know. That's what you, that's what you bring to me mm-hmm. that I haven't experienced with anybody else. Yeah. Oh, Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's my last question for you then. And I think this one is a, a checkbox, so to speak, but what's one thing on your bucket list that we can do together in the next three months? Oh, in the next three months. Okay, yeah. I was going to go to Norway, but that might be tight for the next three tight. months. Yeah, I don't even know if we'd be allowed there right now. No, in the next three months. Well, I suppose I could relocate. It's a process, I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we laugh, and this goes into a couple answers ago where I'm like, I need to declutter, and I need I can get very overwhelmed mm-hmm. by by <laughs> tasks and uh, I need to move and that's an, a, a very seemingly overwhelming task and I've done if I had packed in the last three months as much as I have complained about the process of moving I'd be done by now You'd probably ready um, to go. but I'd be yep off we go but um that has not been what has happened and so um yeah I think that's something we can really shoot for in the next three months do you have a different answer <laughs> I don't. <laughs> As I've said, it's a process. So we just kind of leave it there and that, that's where we... You're very patient with uh, me. I appreciate yeah, that. I'm, I'm trying, right? So anyway, this was fun. I liked this. Yeah, this we, was good. And we checked that off. So this was one of those uh, things that you wanted to do really bad. We made that date happen. Yeah, and I've been wanting to do it for about three months. So here we go. We yeah. got... We got something checked out there's a checkbox so well the, super fun i hope you guys all like listening to this you know podcast are able to take something out of it and we'd certainly love to hear your comments on facebook or on twitter uh you can always find us at hometown conversations on facebook or at h-town convos on twitter like we mentioned to listen to us in your car you know just just flip on apple podcast or spotify whatever your favorite streaming platform is Give us a holler. Uh, We'd love to hear from you guys. So thank you again. Uh, Hopefully enjoy the wet weather that we're getting here. Um, Hopefully it makes the lakes rise up a little bit. Anyway, have a great week, everybody. We will see you real soon.